Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. I don't know. I'm thinking song of the summer for that one right there. Sue me, Susie. I would love to. <laughs> I yeah, I'm not feeling it for a song of summer, but it's got a it's got a thing. I get it. You're moving. You're grooving. Yeah, I like it, and I like the way he performs. Yeah, but two, it just doesn't go to the height that we need a summer song emotionally to go to. You know what, Steve? I'm, 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 I'm gonna give you that. What are you making us? Why do you make us go with the spaghetti? Maybe I'll leave you. Alrighty. Um, okay, I got this sound from Rooster McConaughey. Um, I have a, uh, I have a friend who works in Texas. Oh, good for you. And uh, yeah, he works in Dallas. Oh, come on. Anybody else having problems with Instagram today? Yes, very oh, much are. so. Yes. Oh, okay. Maybe it's maybe it's down right now. Uh, anyway, he was talking with Rooster McConaughey, Matthew McConaughey's older brother, Rooster. Rooster about uh, about his potential brother's run for uh, governor. Here is what he had to say. Okay, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you this question: Is your brother going to run for governor? Man, I don't. I really don't know. You know. Would you vote for him? Yeah, for sure. I'd okay. vote for him. Man. All right. You know, well, that's one I'd vote. No, but I really, I, I would. Uh, I think he'd have better sense not to, but I mean, oh, you know, he's yeah, his well, own man. So you know what they say about politics. Yeah. You know, I, I would think he would have better sense not to. Okay. That's how I feel. I'm Team Rooster there. I love him. I think he'd have better sense not to. I want to hang out with Rooster. Let me I tell you something about Rooster. About Matthew. Yeah, I believe he had a cigar in hand. Yep. And at one point, he's got like a cigar and he's like rubbing his sweat. Oh, well, I'd vote for him, sure, because he's his brother. But yeah, he seems like. He's got stories to tell. He looks like he rode a horse to the premiere. I was going to say, he is <laughs> far different from his brother. But can you, you can hear the same family twang, though, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Faux show. I like Rooster. Rooster, that sounds like a good name for a morning show guy. <laughs> yeah, wake up with Rooster. Rooster yes. in the mornings. <laughs> oh, yeah, I see it now. Right? <laughs> ding, 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 ding. It's like 5 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Play that noise, followed by a couple cowbell taps. Oh, hey, how's it going? It's seven nineteen nineteen past seven. Rooster here. Oh my god! <laughs> exactly. Uh, that's great. Uh, okay, I came across this TikTok uh, video <laughs> of a woman. It is a video, right? Or this TikTok post? Whatever. Who cares? You're doing fine. You know what I'm talking about. I, you usually start to talk slower when you approach a TikTok topic. <laughs> Anywhoozle. She's watching Freaky Friday. You know, the movie. Sure. Right? Jamie Lee Curtis. What's her face? Lindsay Lohan. And there's a scene. Well, I don't know what she would expect. There's a scene where a little kid gets knocked over. And they replace him with a stunt double, and the stunt double is a grown man. Mm. He kind of has like a little Michael J. Fox vibe to him. (laughs) And it's kind of funny, but I mean, of course they're going to replace him with a grown man. They're not going to put another child in there to be trampled on, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do know what you're saying. Are you watching it? 
Uh, yeah, I've, I've checked that out. And then this, there are other situations in Hollywood where this has happened. On that same site, on theinsider.com, they do some other ones. There's one in Friends where Ross Geller's dad is replaced by a guy wearing glasses when his dad wasn't wearing glasses at all. Oh, sure. Yeah, I mean, it happens, but wow. He is eagle-eyed. Yeah, good snipe, because if you don't stop it, you couldn't tell. But when you stop it, he does look like a Michael J. Fox. He does. <laughs> it's like it's a like miniature a... version of him. Yeah. He oh. does. It's just a, a very small man. Very, very small. He's like your size, Grant. Yeah, yeah. Donna. I'm just kidding. Yes, no, <laughs> I'm just no, kidding. no, look at him. I mean, if you're standing next to a dinner table like that, I'm about waist high with that. So we're, 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 it's a good comparison. No, Do you kidding. run to get into your chair at the dinner table, Grant? No. Okay. Why? Like <laughs> <laughs> he only like, does that to get up on the counter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lily, get out of the way. I got to try to get up on the counter. Steps, steps on the steps on the like dog. A dog. <laughs> yeah. When I brush my teeth, I do step on a wood pedestal though to kind of get to reach the sink. That's, you don't <laughs> no. lie. Uh, I did when I was a kid. Why? It's be whatever size you want. Yeah. You know. Hey, Grant, it's be interesting. Tall, below that video. Of this Freaky Friday thing, there's another video. If you go down, and mm-hmm. the guy looks just like you. There's a mm. video of a guy, uh, and Steve, it's not in the in the article that I. It's under the word Freaky Friday. It's actually from TikTok. Yes, Do you see please. it? Yeah, but it brings up different ones for you. Oh, so I like, see. So I see. I, I'm seeing a, a, a gentleman that is definitely not like me. No. no. Gotcha. Nope. Um, I would like to tell you guys that I went back and watched an old movie that I didn't like the first time I saw it, and I actually loved it the second time. And that movie is a Bill Murray movie. Murray? Called Lost in Translation with Scarlett Johansson. Uh And I haven't really liked, so this is um, Sofia Coppola directed movie, and usually I don't care for her stuff because I feel like the scenes are too long, but I thoroughly enjoyed this movie very much. And I would um, highly suggest that not you, Steve, but the rest of our normal listeners, you check it out if you're looking for, for something. Just Lost in Translation. Lost in Translation. More My Speed, Mike Myers and Tyler Perry, by the way, both finding home at Netflix Here's how it's shaking out. Mike Myers is going to be in a new show. Think like a sitcom. 30-minute episodes. He will play seven characters in this show, which I like the sound of. Uh, Also starring alongside Ken Jeong, Keegan-Michael Key, Debbie Mazur, Richard McCabe. It's called the Pentaverate. The Pentaverate. Oh, yeah. This is a callback. Um, to a previous movie. Uh, oh, goodness. What the heck? Come on. It's Austin come- Powers? No. I thought it was from one of the Austin Powers movies. Uh, no, so I married an axe murderer. Oh, sure. Yep, 1993. Yep, yep. And uh, it's about a secret society of five men who have been working to influence world events. Hey, I am Grant. Are you in that linky-winky dinky? 
Yes, I can get to it. The, Scrolly Wooly, play that audio. Is it this the Tyler is, Perry or the I was? No, reading. this Mike is Myers. Uh, Mike, Myers. Mike Myers. Got it. Got yeah, it. play this Pente audio. Here. Yes, here he is talking about it. In well, it's a well-known fact, Sonny Jim, that there's a secret society of the five wealthiest people in the world, known as the Pentavrit, mm. who <laughs> run everything in the world, including the newspapers, and meet triannually at a secret country mansion in Colorado, known as the Meadows. So who's in this Pentavrit? The Queen, the Vatican, the Gettys, the Rothschilds, and Colonel Sanders. <laughs> and Colonel Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't pronounce it that way. He no, said, I like, know. the Pentavante. But then they had the next guy come in for the rest of us. So who's in this Pentavarate? So that's oh, going to be coming out, okay? That will come out. He will play seven characters in this new Netflix show, comedy series. We're excited about that. And then really quick... Um, Tyler Perry talking about bringing back Medea. Here, I just want you to hear a little bit of his announcement because we thought Medea was gone. Here's Tyler Perry. Hey, guess what's happening? Okay, I won't take that. I won't take that. Sorry. Medea. Medea. Uh, this is Tyler Perry saying, This is my dear saying, I'm coming back and I'm on Netflix. I can't wait to take it so nice out. Damn it, hey! Mm. <laughs> so anyway, he keeps going back and forth. Medea was supposed to be long gone. Tyler Perry ends by saying, Look, there's just too much going on. We just need to laugh about all this stuff right now. So Medea coming back to Netflix as well. When we come back, and darn it, we are, uh, we got a couple of studies. What would you do if you found hair in your food? Mm. In real life, what do you do? Not what do you say, like, oh, I would do that. What do you really do? There was a survey about this. And I think the findings will startle you. We'll get into that next on Don and Steve on my talk. Hey, big shout out to our friends at Chill Boys for sponsoring our podcast. Yes, Chill Boys is local. They make really comfortable and cooling men's underwear. The fabric is breathable and flexible because it's made from bamboo with a little smidge of spandex. And you could get a great deal right now on your first purchase. Yeah, you go to chillboys.com and then use the promo code MYTALK when you're there. What will await you besides a great deal? How about the most comfortable fabric that you will ever put over your nether regions? You need to believe me when I tell you that because it's true. I've tried all sorts of different kinds, including some really big names out there that say we have the most comfortable. Nay, said the horse, you do not. The Chill Boys are so comfortable. They're made of this bamboo fabric, which is just like made up of cumulonimbus clouds. It feels so good. <laughs> it is so cool. And my groin has been super happy with me ever since I made the switch. Good to know. Great for biking, <laughs> hiking, fishing, working out. No wedgies, no chafing, no odor. You guys, you got to try these. Go to chillboys.com. Don't forget to use that promo code MYTALK. Chill Boys, comfort where it counts. Durop. Durop. Sing it backwards and it's parade. I was just watching a show recently where they were talking about how they used to say words backwards. I don't mm. know if it was that that's cruel summer. Can't recall, but it made me think of you, and that's special. Studies have shown that studies have shown that the microbial. Several long-term studies have shown they've studied the studies. Studies. Several scientific studies have shown. And here with their findings, our study buddies, the perfect nerd couple, Donna and Steve. All right, be honest. You're sitting there at the finest Italiano restaurant. You're working your way through a, a fettuccine alfredo, mm-hmm. and you're really getting after it, right? You're destroying this and loving every bite of it. 
And then you realize there's been a hair on this plate the whole time. Mm. And it was not your hair. Mm. What do you do? I call the waiter or waitress over. Garcon? Excuse me. Can I please get a comb to go with my oh, Donna. fettuccine Alfredo? Whoa. <laughs> and Burn. Yeah. I mean, because let's be honest. Everybody says, oh, I would return it. I call BS never. on you Midwestern oh, no. folk. I never I get back food. I would absolutely ask for a new one. Nope. Okay. I would be like, hey, sorry, but listen, I don't want... Yeah, no, I'm paying you. I don't, I don't want, want Benny's eat your hair. hair in my... No. Now, Grant, you big softy, what's your problem? No, first of all, I have the three dogs, so hair gets in everything and it's not my hair. And I'm losing my hair, so sometimes it could be my hair. Who knows if I'm eating that dish and it could have fallen out of my head. So when it comes to hair, wow, I just take, even if it gets in my mouth, I'll just take it out, <laughs> throw it on the side, and continue eating, my friends. I'm not... Hits your no, not at a restaurant. Out like mm-hmm. a magic handkerchief. Yes, not I at a restaurant. Not, oh. Nope. I am. I am very. It takes a mountain to give me to make me give my food back because I'm too afraid of what they will do to it when they give me the new dish back, and I oh. hate to be well, like. Just that. don't be a jerk about it. Just be kind. Yeah. I just have friends like... that worked in restaurants, and they're not jerks about it. They just are these about it. That's okay. It. Well, here, okay. there was a survey about this. Fifty-five percent of people said that if they found a hair on their plate. They would stop eating right away. Oh, for sure. A no. quarter, a quarter of people who responded to the survey said they would continue to eat that meal. They would just be a little bit put off. Another ten percent says they would keep eating and not think about it. These are just ruffians. That's the best. They're just happy for a warm meal. Living on the edge. That's thirty-five percent of those who responded who said they would continue to eat that meal. Ten percent said they don't know. I think I would, I would try Mm-mm. to maybe if it. There's a whole bunch of variables to hear with human hair, but if it's a head hair, I could just eat quickly. Just take it off real quick, just whatever, and just focus on nutrition and good conversation. Nope. Mm-mm. I want a new All one. All right, so Donna, let's role play. Hi, how is everything? Well, actually... (sighs) Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. You know I love good food, and that is what I love about Factor. It's fresh, never-frozen meals that are chef-crafted, dietitian approved and get this all ready to go in just two minutes. Never get sick of the same thing with Factor as you'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week. That includes Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and if you're watching the carbs like me, a great keto option as well. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash DS50 and use code DS50 to get 50% off. That's code DS50 at factormeals.com slash DS50 to get 50% off. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. I hate to do this to you, but there is a hair in my fettuccine. Is can I please get a new one? No, are you certain that it's not your own? <laughs> yeah, it's it's red. 
<laughs> that's seen. There, that's a good way to say yeah, it's not mine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I hate to trouble you. I just think most mid. Yeah, that's how you do it. You know what? I, I'm so sorry. They're, uh, they're loving it, but there's a hair here. I think that there's always way. You always diplomacy. You guys heard I read a book recently by Bob Iger, uh, former head of. Disney. I wish you read, Donna, because then we could talk about books more. But I read this book. Let's book do it. What are we doing? Least... I'd be happy to, but we just don't have the same taste in books. I like fiction. You like biographies. So Bob Iger went on to talk about the importance <laughs> of diplomacy, even in <laughs> tense situations at work, where you might feel very principled. Why are you beating your chest at King Kong right now? This is not diplomacy. Oh, that hurt. Yeah, that that's going to leave a mark. Okay. But diplomacy. And so even when returning a meal, I think you're right, Donna. You don't have to be upset about it. Hey, I, I got to let you know, I, I, there's a hair in here. Would you be able to replace this for me? Yeah, you don't have Super to be like easy. a jerk about it. Just be kind. And yeah. it's not the wait person's fault. Wait, person, nice. <laughs> and I'm with you. It's not that I would be a jerk about it. I just, I don't, if I'm with people, I don't want to give away. I'm already half, or I may be halfway through this enjoying it. Do I want to wait another 10 minutes for another you know, one? I feel this way too. My wife and I are very different. In she is a generally, like, just nicer, better person in a lot of ways than I am. <laughs> uh, but she is very straightforward. <laughs> like, when she's at a restaurant, I go in saying, this will be one of many meals. So if I'll ask her, how was it? And she'll say, not the best. To which I say, this is an unfair standard of what you're holding food to. There's only one best. You have one best. At any given time, there's one best thing. How was the hot dog? It wasn't my favorite. Okay, well, there's only one favorite. Was it good? Where does it fall in the cornucopia (laughs) of food you'll eat while you live? Uh, Teach her the F for fine. We don't like F for fine. Okay, then. <laughs> you find your own thing, all right? I'm just going to offer you. I just a think solution. she gets disappointed at restaurants more often than I do because she has high expectations, higher than they need to be. I'm Seinfeld talks that about you he's, don't. he's loaded, Seinfeld is, and he says in his latest bit on Netflix, there's a very thin line between great and sucks. And most of the restaurants that you go to, that people say, oh, it's just going to be so great. You get there and you're like, was it though? Not See, really. t- I mean, if you're a foodie, if you're that kind of person, you're seeking out, like, really good food. When I go to a restaurant, as long as I could get a salad, a piece of chicken, or a turkey burger, I'm fine. I don't need, like, it to be, like, the end-all, be-all of right. restaurants. Right. Like, I'm happy at Applebee's, and I'm happy at, uh, I don't know, Crave. But I'm rarely... I don't care. Yeah, I'm I'm rarely blown away. And so I just find that it's just go somewhere and they'll probably make you pretty good food. And sometimes yeah. it might even be great. I'm just happy not to A, cook it and clean it up. So I'd be happy wherever we go for the most part. Man of the people. Good. That's beautiful. Man of the people. Well, listen, it's time to play a game. Were we playing, Grant? Yeah. Yes. Millennial X Games. Games. Yes. Starts right about now. You call 651-641-1071. We need one millennial to call. One Gen Xer. You'll play with Don and me. If you're on the right team, you're going to win a great prize. Millennial X Games are coming up next right here on Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. 
You know what's tougher than working out? Working out alone. The YMCA is the perfect place to bring a workout buddy or find a trainer who can help you stay committed to your exercise schedule. When I'm chatting with a friend, my workout is more fun and goes by so much quicker. Grab a pal and join the Y by June 17th to get $10 enrollment and pay no dues until August. Sign up at ymcanorth.org. Thank you so much for listening to the Donna and Steve show on my talk, 1071, everything entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson, along with producer, I am Grant. And it is time for us to play a little game. Kick it! Generation X versus Millennials. These are the Millennial X Games. Steve, the millennial. <sighs> I can't even. Versus Donna, the Gen Xer. Like, totally awesome. And here's your host, I am Grant. All right, are we ready to play the Millennial X Games, you guys? Yes. All yeah. right. We have with Good us, time. we have a couple fun lifelines with us today. Heather is Steve's lifeline. We'll say hi to Heather real quick. How you doing, Heather? How's, how's your day going? It is going pretty well. Oh, Heather, you sound like my kind of lady. Can I get your age? I am a very young 53. Yeah, girl. Nice. <laughs> nice. I work with an old 53, so this is a good change of pace. <laughs> Donna. Oh. All right. All right, Heather, we'll get back to you when Steve needs a lifeline uh, or a fresh of breath. A fresh breath of... Oh, my gosh. I can't even talk. I'm just going to move on. Bye-bye. No. Good job. Yep. <laughs> no, uh, Grant, come back. <laughs> All right, now we're going to talk to Stephanie, who is Donna's lifeline. How's it going, Steph? Hey, doing good. Hi, Stephanie. We got this. Woo, Let's do it. Woo. All right, Stephanie, like I said to Heather, we'll come to you when Donna needs a lifeline. Stay on hold for us. And are you guys, do, who wants to go first today? We'll just let, uh, why don't you guys, why don't you volunteer? Step up. Who's going to step up and go first? Today? I would like to go first today. As in you'll take the I first question? I want to take the first question. Pressure's on me. Way to the world. Okay. All right, Steve, would you do me a big favor and spin yes. that yes. wheel? All right, music. Yes. Love music, man. All right, the song Somebody's Watching Me was sung by the one-hit wonder Rockwell in 1984 and was a top five hit around the world. Its success was likely helped by having a more famous musician sing the chorus. Can you name the multi-platinum superstar who lent his vocals to this song? I actually thought it was only his song. Good to know about the other person. Hope they're doing well. Michael Jackson, final answer. I didn't know that. Nice job, Steve. That was cool. Somebody watching me. Heard it beard up. All right, nice job, buddy. That was quick. Good, 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 good Donna, good little pressure, you're up, sister. Got How's my work that cut out for me. Okay, oh, okay. You knew that answer, huh? Uh, yeah, that's why I answered. It. I know, but you said I just thought it was the original artist. Rockwell. Oh. I thought no. I thought that it was all Michael Jackson song. So I didn't know about oh, you know. Oh, you thought it was all MJ. I yes. thought you thought it was all Rockwell. Okay. No. I understand now. Okay. okay. I like talking. Here I go. Okay, that was attractive. Mm-hmm. Okay. In two thousand, in the two thousand two's Anchorman, Ron Burgundy led the Channel Four news team, the number one news team in San Diego. 
Can you name another member of the Channel 4 news team? Either Ron's co-anchor, the sportscaster, the weatherman, or the field reporter. I could name the actress. Let's see. What was her name? We're looking for character names. Ron and Cheryl. Ron. I'm going to go to my lifeline, Stephanie. Hopefully she remembers. All right, Stephanie, can you name one of the characters' names other than Ron Burgundy in the 2002 film Anchorman? Hello, Stephanie? Yep, I'm sorry. I was on mute. Um, oh, my goodness. I mean, the actors, like Paul Rudd and Steve mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'm just trying to think of their names. Ooh, uh, Champ. Champ is one of them. I think ah. he's the... Like, the sports one. I will take that. That is correct. Nice job. Yeah. Champ the, Champ was the sportscaster. Nice, nice job, Stephanie. Way to fill nice. it in there at the last second. Thanks, Good Steph. job. Yeah. Woohoo. All right. Stay on hold for us, Steph. We're on to Steve. I need you to spin that wheel, bud. Movies. Yes. Movies. You two released a rockumentary in 1988 that captured the success of their Joshua, Joshua Tree album and world tour. The concert film was accompanied by an album of the same name and featured the hit singles Desire and Angel of Harlem. Oh, great album. Name this concert film. So it wasn't called Joshua Tree. Could it have been called... Sunday, Bloody Sunday? No, probably not. That's a tough name for a movie. Um, I'll have to call in Catherine here, my lifeline, for a little help. Heather. Heather, how you doing? Can you help Steve out? You two released a rockumentary in 1988 about Joshua Tree and their world tour. Do you know the name of the album and that documentary? Oh, my gosh. I got me on a bad one. I Is don't know Joshua this Tree? at all. It's... Uh, Joshua Tree would be my guess, but Let's I don't think do that's that. right. Let's just do it. Who cares? We lock it in, Joshua Tree. Well, lock it in. Padlock that son of a gun. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. It's Rattle and Hum. Rattle oh, and Hum was what I was looking for. So, Steve, one for two. Heather, appreciate you taking the time. Stay on hold for us, okay? All right. Thank you. Goose egg. <laughs> oh, throwing yeah. some shade there. Love it. All right, you ready to go down and spin that wheel? Hey-ya. Oh, my gosh. She's keeping score on paper. I always do. I need her help with that. Okay. <laughs> All right, music was your uh, topic there, Donna. Ready to go? Yeah, not really. Okay. The Christian rock band, this Christian rock band, had a number two hit in 1998 with Kiss Me and a top 40 hit in 1999 with a cover of the Laws, There She Goes. Can you name this band? There she goes. There she goes There again. she goes again. Oh, see, I got, I got it. Is it The La Laws? That's the original, The La Laws. Oh. So they did a cover of oh, The Oh, shoot. Oh, I'm not going to get this. You don't have to answer her, Grant, when she's asking those questions. Um, you don't have to help her out. Thank okay, you, Steve. Sorry. Sorry. This is your last day doing this. <laughs> Steve. Technically, yes. There she goes again. Yeah, there she goes again. The, uh, no, I can't answer it. Yes. I'm giving you that just because I like that sound. It was, and correct me if I'm wrong, Sixpence. None, none the, the richer. richer. Oh yes, Dang. Queen. Six pence, none the I richer. didn't know they were a Christian band. 
I did not either. Wow. Hmm. Rocco is a man of knowing all. All right. One to one. One out of two for each of you. We are tied one to one going into the last question here. And both of you have used your lifeline, so it is up to you. Steve, spin that wheel, please. Headlines. Yes. Oh, newspapers. All right. In September of 1981, she became the first female justice of the United States Supreme Court. Can you name her? What year? 1981. First female justice on the United States Supreme Court. Who is that? Was it RBG? I mean, that would have been 40 years, which would have had her at 50. I'm going to go Ruth Bader Ginsburg, final answer. Oh, hell. Yeah. No, it was not Ruth Bader Ginsburg. It was Sandra Day O'Connor. Oh, Sandra yes. Day. That means Donna can come in here with a steal, Donna. Okay, I'm ready. ready Donna, go. I hope you lose. Here we go. Hi-ya! Headlines. Headlines again. This is just to make us look dumb. <laughs> okay. All right. This four-star general was Secretary of State under President George W. Bush oh, from 2001 to 2005. Name him, please. Oh, Lord in heaven. <laughs> I don't know if it's Colin Powell or Oliver North. What year? Reagan? Did you say Reagan or Bush? Under Bush from 2001 to 2005. Colin Powell. Final? Yes. I mean, I would call him Colin, but whatever. Yeah, B word. That is garbage. Yeah. Steve, think about something from ancient history. Donna, here's something that just happened a second ago. Hey, Steve, this question, what? this game is called Gen X versus Millennials. That is a Gen X question, 1981. Sorry. Just wanted to tell you. That's bull dookie. It's my last day doing it, so I can tell you that. Yeah, get the <laughs> hell out of here. <laughs> Although, uh-huh. that what yeah, that was 1981? Yes. Hmm. Don't get technical. Please don't make me have a bunch of more phone calls. I will. I'll just yell at Rocco. <laughs> what was the tiebreaker? Wait a second. Wait, what is it? Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. What is it? Donna? What? Unpressive. I'm not going to give up my my. I'm just saying. Or, you know, boy, what a pessimistic way to view life. Your glass is so half empty. I'm not asking you to give it up. I'm asking you to double the clear oh. momentum that you have. You could really... Put some hurt on me today by going double or nothing What's during the score? What's Grant's the score? final one. The f- score of our Millennial X Games? Yes. Steve has 10. Donna is at 7. 10 to 7. I'm just going to leave it, but let's let's do the tiebreaker for Donna, fun. Come on. Don't be a loser. Come on, let's do it. No, no, no. Come on, let's do it. Come on, let's do it. No. How about this? Quit trying to change all the rules. I'd be willing to risk another point. No. This is like me. You get me at a poker table, man. <laughs> By the end of it, all my chips like, in the middle of the table. Oh, my gosh. If I had a partner like that, I'd be like, we're leaving. We are leaving right now. Stanley, we're leaving. Put your money back in your pocket. You don't want to double or nothing right. this? No, but for, I do want to play for, for fun. For fun, George W. Bush was our 43rd president. What number secretary of state was Colin Powell? Oh. Donna, you want to lead the way here? I'm going to go 40th. Steve? I'm going to go with... First, the Price is Right strategy, number one. The Price is Right strategy did not work for you this time, my friend. It is 65. Oh, wow. Number 65. So you're trying to tell me that we've had 65 secretaries of state 
but only 43 yeah, presidents up so until right. that point. Because you could probably have multiple terms, yeah, yeah, midterm, things like that. So gotcha. I don't like you. Could you leave now? Thank right. you. I'm out of here. Let's give uh, Heather, our winner, excuse me, uh, Stephanie. Stephanie, our winner, a chance to say hi real quick. How you doing, Steph? Want to shout out to anybody? No, we do that for Heather. Oh, well, Stephanie. Is Stephanie even there? There, there you go. And Steph, you can you can do anything you want, though. Yeah, just shout out, shout out to my kiddos are here at home with me now, rest of summer. Oh, yay, oh, kiddos. Fun. Go party in the streets. Well, maybe yep. not the street, maybe the yard. Stay out of the street. <laughs> my mom used to say go play in traffic. but That's my dad, but he would say don't get any blood on the street, though. That's what he would add to it. Nice. All right, well, well stay on hold for me, Stephanie. We'll get your information, and let's talk to Heather real quick and give her... A chance to give a shout out. Heather, how's it going? Good. You want to give a shout out to anybody? I'll give a shout out to my kiddo who just graduated from high school Yay! at Apple Valley High School. Oh, Apple nice. Valley. Congrats. What's your kiddo's name? Jocelyn. Jocelyn, congratulations. <laughs> That's awesome. And now summer begins. All right, you yep. guys, thank you. Thank Sorry you. that you lost, Heather. Thanks. <laughs> I mean that Steve lost the game for you. Wow. Okay. That's true. Okay, though. Okay. This is awkward. Um, I'm just a little bummed out over here. I know, Steve. I can't experience my raw human emotions anymore? Wow. What a society. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you have a little historical thing to share with everybody during the final stretch of our show. Yeah, on this day in Hollywood history, essentially it was the beginning of the end for the old movie rating system as we knew it. There were two movies in particular that were the catalyst for this change in the birth of PG-13. Think mm. you can figure out one or even both? To that trivia question, when we come back, it's Donna and Steve on My Talk. Final stretch yeah. of the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Hey, Steve, I have a cool picture to share with you, okay? Oh, and then I have to tell you something. I know. Mine is quick, and I um, link this up for everybody at MyTalk1071.com. And uh, it is a stunning photograph of lightning that was captured by an eyewitness over the Statue of Liberty. So there's mm. two lightning bolts coming down. Oh, wow. Boy, that's cool. like an award-winning photo that's for awesome. sure. Yeah. Can you see it? Yes. Isn't that fantastic? That's really cool. What's the one in the middle, the statue? The Lady Liberty? Oh, that's cool. So that's the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay Donna, you're going to be on TV today? Uh, no. Uh, you are. I'll tell you about that in a moment. What? But first, it was on this day in 1984 that Gremlins hit theaters, a comedy horror movie directed by Joe Dante from a screenplay written by Chris Columbus, the guy behind Home Alone. Oh. And it was set in Christmas time. There were these cute little Furby things, but it was like, whoa. It was rated PG, Gremlins <laughs> was. This comes uh, in conjunction with Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Those two movies together, people just thought, whoa, these are not PG, but they're not R. What are they? Well, back then, that's all they had. So it was Steven Spielberg who suggested that the Motion Picture Association of America alter its rating system, which it did within two months of Gremlins' release, creating that new PG-13 rating. So what exactly does that mean? Like 13 and under are advised 
parental guidance is advised unless you, if you're 12 and below. Okay, so 13-year-olds can see it on their own. Mm-hmm. I, I actually bet a 10-year-old could go into a PG-13 movie. I would imagine. I would imagine, like, R is restricted. You can't go in unless you're 17, unless you have a parent present or a guardian present. So, anyway, Gremlins, there's your trivia question. Okay, Gremlins that's and cool. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. And I believe that the first movie ever to have a PG-13 rating was... Help me. Uh, it was about the Russians, or was it North Korea? Russians, okay. the 80s, Soviet movie, okay. Red is coming October? to mind. October what? Hunt for red, the red October. Hunt for no. the Red October, no? No. Keep going. Red Come on, dawn? guys, you got this. Uh, something Dawn. Yes. Red Dawn? No. I think it was Red Dawn. Mm. I really think this is coming. Red Dawn, first ever PG-13 movie, August 10th, 1984. Mm. Patrick Swayze. Swayze. I loved him, too. Yeah, he was great. I miss him. I love that he sang Mm -hmm. She's Like the Wind. She's like the wind in my trees. Mm, Not exactly the lyrics. Isn't it She's Like the Wind in My Trees? Uh, Or do I just keep thinking about trees? Wait a second. What song are you talking about, Steve? She's like, She's the, like the wind in my trees. Dreams, or, maybe. Not trees? No, she's like the wind through my tree. She rides the night next to me. Oh, okay. Am I bad? She leads me through moonlight. We should do run down a list of like best songs by actors. Mm. You know, we've got Eddie Murphy in there. Yes, we've yeah. got Rick Springfield in there. Oh. No, he doesn't count as an actor, I don't think. Rick Springfield? He's more of like a singer who's acted. No, we want he, someone who's he a... was in General Hospital before his song came out. Is that correct? Yeah, and then he was in um, uh, Californication most recently, I believe. I stand corrected, Donna. You teach me something every day. And it's I you. Blessing to work with you. <laughs> and I you. I'd have Swayze near the top, though. I mean, and that was from Dirty Dancing. Ah. Bring it, Pete. Oh, so good. Sax. I'd like to see more of the saxophone. I heard a bit of Careless Whisper yesterday. Oh, good and song. And was really turned on. <laughs> Ew. Don't ever say that again. Okay. Ew. <laughs> what do you mean? Give me a little Careless Whisper. What do I mean? What do you Play mean you were turned whisper. on? What does that mean? Okay. Like, were you at work? <laughs> In your car? I was in my car. I was driving home, merging onto 62 West. No, I was going to say turned up. I just said turned on for giggles, all right? Go right to the beginning. Yes. Yes. The 80s were like the decade of the sax. We had Kenny G all over the place. We had Clarence Clemens. Clinton was playing the sax, even yes. though that wasn't the 80s, but still. Right? Yeah. Do you remember when John Hamm was on SNL and he played the character who always played Careless Whisper and he like kept breaking <laughs> into rooms? <laughs> I just remember that being very funny. Like, oh, man. Oh, it's <laughs> Sorry, good. I'll, I'll never say that again. Don't. Donna, you're, you're going to be on television today. No, I'm not. We are going to be uh, re-airing oh, no. a, an interview that I did with Donna when she and I had only been working together for four months at the time. Nice. This was 2018. 
Coffee with Cool People? Coffee with Cool People. Yes, I'm going to check this out. Yeah, it was very fun. I was wearing a tablecloth shirt. Donna went heavy with the eyeshadow. <laughs> oh, yeah, and we I had said, a lot let's of meet, makeup on. Let's meet at high noon at a coffee shop. And darn it, we did. And we talked about stuff. And it was good. It's nice. fun. I watched it yesterday. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. That's coming up today on uh, Twin Cities Live. Also, Chef Gavin Kaysen, oh, one of the great. best in town. He of Spoon and Stable and Demi and all sorts of stuff he's got going on. He's going to join us in studio, which is great. We're going to feature some really cool products from uh, a local shop called Minnesota Awesome, which has some great Father's Day gift ideas. Oh, so cool. A lot of good stuff coming up 3 o'clock today on Channel 5. All right. Thanks for the heads up, Stevie boy. Colleen and Bradley are coming in next. Should we just snap out? Yeah, we can burn the clock, yeah. All right, everybody. Have a great day. We'll be back at 9 tomorrow. Can you do it, like, on... Don't talk to me about rhythm. Oh, jeez.